Welcome. I want to touch on the spirit of giving back a bit. In bonus content over 12 days, I am challenging myself to bring people forward in stories on angelically giving, 12 days of tales of love and generosity. In this series, witness the unveiling remarkable story of 12 individuals who have triumphed over adversity and despite facing their own trials, have chosen a path of faith and selfless giving. Hi, welcome back. So today I have Yet again, another special guest and somebody who's very near and dear to my heart, who I've known for many, 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 many seasons and many centuries and many moons. Today we have John John Rodriguez, a.k.a. ex-brother-in-law, but best brother-in-law, a.k.a. substance abuse counselor and recovery court liaison for Cumberland County, New Jersey, um, CADC, substance abuse counselor. Yes. And we also, you know, between him and I, he's the H-I-H-K-I-C, the head king in charge. <laughs> so, hey, John, John, how are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good. So we, um, our topic is going to be about just 12 days of giving back. This is my journey in giving back to others and showing that they don't need money to give back. Monetary value is only monetary value, but giving back your, your, with your heart and time is really what matters. And I really want to talk about stories of people who have overcome so much adversity and trials and tribulations in their life that have brought them to the amazing work that they do now. So can you tell us a bit about your background? Oh, um, I'm from Violin, New Jersey. I, I grew up with uh, three brothers, one sister. I come from, I guess, a uh, poor family. We were, we, you know, we didn't have a lot, but we had we had each other. Uh, a lot of substance abuse in my family. My, my all, all of the brothers were, uh, had a substance abuse issue. Uh, my mom was a strong little Puerto Rican woman would curse you out quick. <laughs> oh yes. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, yeah. My mom was a strong, strong woman. Uh, and she was, she was a little too strong, I guess. So, so Barb, I don't, um, so these are things that I've learned over the years. Like one thing I learned about my mom is, um, my mom, because our father wasn't there, she was a little, she was a little too tough on us. So I guess the, the love was neglected. So we all became really hard and really tough and, uh, you know, th- our emotions were like stunted. I'm, I'm, I guess I'll say. So yeah, she's uh, she was a little Puerto Rican woman. I grew up with a stepfather. He was a, he was a pretty good dude. He he came out. He he did good for us. Uh, uh, got a lot of trouble as a juvenile. I was a young guy. Uh, the drugs went to uh, youth facilities, locked up, jail. You name it, I was there. <laughs> I mean, was pretty smart. I was not the best student, but I, sometimes somehow I uh. I guess you say I, I absorbed the knowledge without even trying. So I was. What grade did you make it to? Seventh grade. Yeah, I got into trouble. I, I got into some trouble, and they sent me to uh, Jamesburg. It's a facility in New Jersey. Jamesburg, New Jersey. It's for uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a youth prison for juveniles. I was like thirteen years old. Twelve. I don't know. Twelve, thirteen years old. I was young. I was really young. I failed a couple of grades. You think that a lot of those trials and tribulations that you faced along your journey had to do with 
what was the trigger? Like, do you have I you think, ever thought about it looking I back? Think for me, I, I know I know what uh, my thing was. I was looking for acceptance for a long time. My my, my brothers, I have family, extended family out here in Violent, and and you know they were a lot, a lot of the guys were popular, and my brothers were popular, and you know I was the little one, so I was the middle middle kid, so I just. I kind of wanted to be popular and I was doing whatever I could to uh to get, gain popularity or have a re reputation. I know <laughs> I know before drugs I think one of the one of the uh one of my first highs we'll say we'll say highs was uh people people saying saying oh John John's crazy he'll do whatever he'll, he'll do whatever you tell you. He, he's crazy you know and and that it made me it made me feel like something I, I you know it made me feel accepted so I chased that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And those challenges did shape your perspective on life back then that that's how you needed to be accepted. Yeah. You had to be tough. You had to be, uh, yeah, you had to be tough. You had to know how to fight. You had to, uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of, a, a lot of it was just a mask. It was just me wearing a mask trying to, uh, I don't know, be something I wasn't. So people would see the real me because I didn't accept the real me. I didn't like the real me. I was a lot of the fights I got into, I was feared up. I was scared, but I would fight cause I had to, cause that's, that's what, uh, my environment was, you know, the people are around you, you know, you had to be, you had to fight, you had to be tough, you know, and I, I did it just for the acceptance. And, and those challenges shaped you and they also brought you up and then they brought you in really down places. So absolutely. How did they, how, how did, how did that wind up? How did, uh, well, if, if, well, um, like I said, I was in juvenile, I was in the juvenile prison. I, I ended up uh, getting into a lot of trouble. Me and my brothers used to get in a lot of trouble. Uh, I ended up going to prison as an adult. I um uh, I went three times. I went three different times to prison, and 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 you know the first two times I didn't. It wasn't nothing to me. I was like, whatever. This is regular. And, and the third time I I got into a fight, and I remember I, I went to lockup, and I and they put me in lockup for a long time. I was in lockup by myself for like eighteen months, and being alone for that long, you got to think a lot. It's a lot of being in your head, and I was in, I was in my head a, a, a lot, and um. My, my 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 mom wasn't really one to ride with me on the prison biz. She wouldn't like you know accept the call. She wouldn't send the money. But I always had my brothers, especially my brother Victor. He would always uh, send me money, send me money for TV, send me money for food, so I could I, I could be I. Right. And uh, with that eighteen months in that in that uh, in that jail that jail that prison cell, I was I, I thought a lot, and I didn't I I got I was tired. I was really tired, and I, I came up. I, I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> I wanted to cook. I wanted to be a chef and uh, eventually let me go, go home. And I went home and I got in school and I was going to be a chef and I was in school for about a month and I was home for about a about two months. And uh, I came home one day and my, my youngest brother, they, he had died smoking and Freddie Rivera, he died and uh, he, he asphyxiated. He was, he was uh, using and he, he must have uh, fell asleep and he asphyxiated. So yeah, he passed away and that kind of uh kind of triggered my substance abuse because I didn't have no coping skills. So I went back to using. I didn't know how to uh deal with grief. I didn't know how to mourn the correct way. So I went back to using and I, I went on a run for a little bit. Um started using. I finished school, I finished the culinary school. I started going to uh I went to college for uh for a little bit for for culinary, but I ended up going to jail again. And you know, same same cycle. Same cycle. I ended up in the same cycle and uh Event, uh, there was, uh, I was living with a woman and in, 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 uh, out of town and I, I used to come home to my mom and we used to eat, eat together. We used to talk, you know, gossip, like, you know, bonchinche, like the Boricuas do. We would just, just talk and eat. And, and for the first time in my life, I was getting close to my mom. And, um, the one time I came to, uh, see her, 
she didn't answer the door and uh, I ended up going through the window and she she passed away on her bed. And I found her dead and uh, tried to bring her back, but it, it just, it just you know, it was late. It was too late. So, you know, uh, same coping mechanisms. I went back on the run. Started using again. So that's kind of my cycle. Uh, grief and uh, acceptance, those are some of my triggers. I, I, don't, I didn't know how to deal with death. So that was hard. For, that was really hard for me. It was tough. <clears throat> and how did God shape that? What did He do next? Uh, so I, I so I, I think as far as God, right? I my mom. I don't think my mom grew up uh, pushing us to God. I think she grew she grew up Pentecostal. So you know how the Pentecostals are. They real mm -hmm. they, they real strict, like religious strict. And I think she wanted us to find our own. So she never really. Get, made us uh, do church and all that stuff. So I think uh, it, it became more of a higher power situation where uh, a lot of it was foxhole prayers. When when I would get in trouble, you know, uh, be in jail, I want to go to court, I want to go to court, I want to go to court and pray to God that I go to court. Mm -hmm. You know, those those type of prayers. And um, Get me out of trouble already. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, uh, even through that, even through that, I'm not going to, I I don't think that's the wrong thing. I think it, it, it was it was a reason for me to even connect with my higher power. You know, even if it was the foxhole prayers, it was something that made me talk to talk talk to my God, my higher power. You know, um, and 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 because of that, I developed a, a relationship where I have a beautiful relationship. I believe I have a beautiful relationship with my God now. But uh, through it all, I think a lot of the times God would God would just uh see me going, but just because I could have got a lot of trouble, I got into a lot of trouble. But there was so much more I could have got a lot of trouble for. So like, I I believe He pushed me out the way a lot of times. You know, a lot of times I, I I'd be like uh. In hindsight, I'd be like, "Wow, it could have been even worse." So there was that, and um, I don't know. He just is, I guess, just knowing that if things could have been worse, and I know he's always had my back, you know. And now at that time, I didn't. Um, again, it was that foxhole prayers, but he was there. I know he was there. So I, I going it's going past my, son. It's like a prodigal son story, you know, the story of the prodigal son, the one that keeps running away. And it says that he keeps coming back for him no matter how many times he runs. He's just going to grab him by his little shirt, like, you know, like a cartoon character, grab him by the little shirt in the back and bring him back to where he wants him to be. Absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's, it's the prodigal son. I, yeah. And I and, and and to be quite honest, I think I was the worst one of my brothers. I was like the, the one always, always in trouble. You know, we all got into trouble, but I was like always into something like growing up my nephews they didn't see me a lot because i was always in jail they didn't you know we didn't develop a relationship because i was no, never around so i i just it's it's amazing where my story leads you know i'm it's crazy so what's so, next what happened so uh i my mom passed we got through that um i kept using because you know i was i was trying to numb myself all right, all right so uh moving forward i was i continued to use i was using it um i was uh I was with a woman and uh, because I wasn't doing enough in my life. Right? And I was living in this, this apartment. She was on Section 8. We, I was just living in apartments. I wasn't working. I wasn't doing nothing. I was actually collecting Social Security. I convinced the state that I was crazy or the, 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 the government that I was crazy and they were giving me money. And eventually she got tired of it. She kicked me out. Uh, and I ended up going to a friend of mine's, uh, his, his house, Johnny Johnny LeBoy. We, uh, his, his, his baby mom took me in and... Um, I was doing good and, and I was not really doing good, but I was trying to go to um, self-help meetings and I was doing, you know, trying to do better. And this guy was guiding me. And uh, about a month after I uh, moved in with them, uh, he, he was in a motorcycle accident. And he died. And Johnny's backstory was he was an addict also. He and, was. He, and he was also one to get in trouble and he cleaned up his life 
right yeah, before we, he passed. Yeah, yeah me, and, me and Johnny actually went to prison together. We, we used to uh, do crazy stuff together. He, it was, it was, uh, and when I went to him for help, he was already five years clean, doing really well. Had a new baby on the way. Had a, had a house. I bought a house. But he was doing really well. He was giving back to the community. He was working in the substance abuse uh, field. He was, uh, he was, he was, he was doing his thing. He was a star. And he got into the motorcycle accident. He passed away. And, and uh, because, like I said, my coping mechanisms, I ended up using again. And I went back out for a little bit and did what I do. You know, I ended up. But God, like I said, like you said, and like we both said, God was there for me. Uh, I didn't have nowhere to stay. And I ended up getting an apartment, a one little one bedroom apartment. And, um, I, I never had nothing in my life. And, I, and, and somehow I got this apartment and I'm staying at this apartment. I'm still trying to go to... Uh, meetings self-help meetings i'm trying like i keep going back but i'm i'm stuck like stuck between two worlds i'm trying to uh trying to manipulate my use and trying to uh be a successful addict but at, at the same time i want to be successful in my life but it just doesn't work that way like i had to let go of the drugs all all together but i didn't know that at the time anyway i was uh doing little petty crimes getting in trouble uh and i eventually got caught they locked me up uh and I went to jail for a little bit and I came home and I had met a woman, my wife, she's my wife now, but I met a woman and she, I don't know why she stayed, but she stayed with me. And God she, bless her. God yeah, bless I, her soul. Yeah, listen, I don't know why, but uh, she, she stayed with me and, and she held me down and, and uh, I still was doing my thing. I went back to jail and I was in jail and uh, I, I called home one day. She, she, she accepted my call and I called home and I, I was like, what's up? What's going on? She was like, your brother died. And this is my oldest brother, Louis. Uh, Louis Morero, he, 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 I hate to be, uh, so vivid, but they found him on the couch. He was, uh, he was dead. He still had, uh, the syringe in his arm and he, it, it was gone. And I, I was in jail and, and I went in front of the judge and I asked the judge, judge, your honor, can I go to the funeral? And he told me no. And, and that right there set off, uh, something. I don't know what, I think it set off anger to be quite honest. I was angry. I was so, so angry. And, um, uh, I ended up, uh, I stayed in jail for a little bit. He didn't let me go. And, and I was, I was so, so mad. And they sent me to a program. I went to a program for about a month and I, and I was in the program, but because I was so angry, I ended, inadvertently, I ended up, uh, I ended up listening instead of talking. Cause I love to talk and I started listening and, and the guys that were in the program, they were talking and I would hear the things. And I was like, maybe, maybe this might work for me. Maybe I can do good. And I, and I started, I started figuring some things out. First of all, this facade, I was, uh, this, was, this mask I was wearing is, is was 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 harming me. It was hurting me. It was not helping me at all. So I had to uh, come to terms with. I mean, I'm you know you're not that cool. You could be I. Right, you, you're not that cool. You're not the, the funniest, and you're not the best looking guy, and you're not the strongest. But that's okay. You're yourself. Be yourself. It's okay. And I, I I started to become secure with that. And I ended up coming home, and I was home, and I was doing good, and I, I you know clean and, and 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 doing good. Had a job and uh. I was chairing a, a meeting. I was I was doing good. I was uh I got a phone call on a on a morning and it was my nephew Nick and he he said uh he said he's gone and I said what do you mean he's gone? He's like my dad. He was talking my last my last brother and he he got he got into a motorcycle accident. A car hit him and his wife on the motorcycle and he he died and the, his his wife at the time was uh she was hurt really bad and for, for once in my life I didn't go. I didn't use, I didn't go back to what I knew. I, I, I had people around me and I, I talked a lot and I, and I, and I didn't use, I did the right thing this time. And, uh, 
eventually I just, I know we went through, I went through what I went through. I, I, I try to grieve it. I'm still grieving because, you know, these are my brothers. These are the last ones I have in the world, but I'm, I'm doing it the right way. So, uh, <laughs> eventually I started doing good. I kept doing good, kept doing good. And, um, there's a, I was in a, I was in an outpatient program. It's called Maryville. And I was there for a little bit and they, and I was trying to get my license back. This was after I, I, I finished the program. I was trying to get my license back. And when I called the DMV or whatatever, they said, your paperwork hasn't been sent. So I went back to Maryville. I said, look, I completed the program. You got to send my, my paperwork. So while I was talking to my old counselor, uh, the supervisor walked in and she knows me and she was like, hey, you look good. What you doing? You look good. You, you speak. She asked me if I speak Spanish. I said, yeah, I speak Spanish. And she was like, you want a job? And and let me say, that's another way God works with me, for me. I didn't look for nothing. Like I never looked for nothing. I was patient, and, and things came to me because I I didn't use. I don't. I I believe that uh, if you do good things, you be kind. Good things happen. Absolutely. So she gave me a job, and that's. I started working as a, a substance abuse counselor. I was an intern. I didn't have a. Uh, I didn't have certification or nothing. All I heard was all I had was my my real life experience, and I went in there and I did good, and I'm doing good. Uh. I, she, they put me into school. I got my CADC, my uh, certified alcohol and drug counseling license. Um, I'm like I, like you said at the beginning, I'm a, a, drug, a recovery court uh, liaison. I, I deal directly with the drug recovery court. Uh, I would caseload. I don't know about 35, 40 people at a time, and it's it's an amazing thing to be uh, to be helping people today and not hurting people because I did a lot of harm. Uh, you said in the be- I remember when we started talking about this. Yeah. And the first thing you said when I said, you know, the the, the job that you chose, you the, you said something really, really impactful to me. You said, "I didn't choose this job. This job chose me." It's it's just it's the truth. It's the honest truth. I didn't. It was it was, I was um, I was just trying to live. I was just trying to live. I was doing. I was working in construction at that time, and I, God put me in the right place. Like it wasn't me. You know, it definitely wasn't me. It was just God doing what He does. And how do you feel like now when you, when you're dealt with, when, when now that you say, you know, you have a caseload and you don't have to give specific details to, um, for their privacy, but no. when you hear stories of people that, and you've been there, done that, and, and they're still not listening and you're, you're like, you're at your wits end because you, so, it doesn't make you feel good. That's a great question. It's a, it's an amazing job, but it's, it's definitely an emotional job. And, and if somebody says it's not, is they're lying. And I, I try not to take nothing home with me. I try to, you know, give my family all of me. But sometimes it is hard. But what makes up for it is is the people that do get it. When yeah. when you speak, when you see somebody get it, and 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 then you see them in the community doing good. And I I I, I, I this is a little community. Violence isn't that big, so I see the people. Um, I see them. I get to see them and them doing good. It, it's it 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 makes it all worth it. It definitely does. It definitely so does. It, it, change, it challenges you to shape your perspective on life that it, you went through it, but you're not going to help everybody. Yeah. But the ones that you do help, you you, you know, you, when you see that, I'm sure that it's probably a, a bigger high than you probably have ever gotten in your lifetime. When that light bulb goes off over top Absolutely. of their head and they actually get it, that's probably a bigger high for you than any mm-hmm. high that you've ever felt. Be- like I said, because I'm a recovery for liaison, when they have graduations, I'm right there. When I see some of my guys graduate, when my girls graduate, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's it's a, such a good feeling. But, and you basically ahead. talked about, like, the, the you know, as far as, like, what inspired you to give back, that it kind of chose you. How do you shut off that, your your emotional 
inside you compartmentalize when you know that somebody really isn't getting it and you're just pretty much right now blowing smoke because they're not at that season or that level to accept what you got to say they're not it's not that that there's no hope for them and that they're not gonna but how do you now change your perspective and and choose what to support so what's what's crazy i've been threatened at my job i've been told things about me i I, you know it's because you're not going to get everybody that's ready and and with that's i wasn't ready there was times when I wasn't ready, when I would do things, uh, go to programs and I wasn't ready. And I was the, uh, the, the ignorant person and the one that always, uh, you know, I wasn't open and I, that's, 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 uh, that's more part of my job than anything. I have to try to help them. I can't, I won't give up on them. I don't give up on them. I, I will, uh, I will give them my all. And I think, uh, as far as compartmental, compartmentalizing, I don't really do that. I think I'm really honest with everything. I'm, I think I might be too honest. They 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 know a lot about me, and I I think um, my experience has helped them, and I, I I know it. I have uh people that are working in uh the field now that were my my clients. I have people getting married. People have, uh they own in homes now. Like it's it's it, some of them were were tough cases, but it's it's uh it's part of the job, you know. I wouldn't ask to do anything else. Can you um experience, can you share an experience where somebody and like I said, you don't have to put any details yeah. that you were actually helping them and you realized how much it's healed you or helped you cope with your struggles? I I I got one. I got two, but I'll give you there's there's a guy, he uh this is my guy. He's he was uh he came in, you know, he was coming from a half uh Oxford house. He was coming to our program from the Oxford house, he was working, he was doing good, and he, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And uh, I, he always tells me, "Yo, you you help me more than anybody's ever helped me." And uh, I'm I don't know specifically. I'm not gonna get into how we help. I just you know just 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 trying to uh, give back. Give back. My counseling is is is, is definitely empathetic. I try to see where they're at because I know where I was. And this guy, he's uh, he got three years clean now. He was just at my job uh, Thursday giving back. He was uh, sh- sharing to my clients, my new clients, and he. Uh, his he he actually went through something. His mom died while he was while he was clean, and and he 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 says that we helped him. He wouldn't have never got through it without us. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think um, <laughs> we help all of them in a little bit of way. That specific case, though, I think he's he's. I wish I wish I could say his name, but I don't want to. I don't want to break that. He's doing really well. He does me just say that he's doing really well. He always makes sure I know every time he sees me, hugs me and say, Hey, John, how you doing? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. You you don't know what you did for me. And that's, that's a great feeling. So it's almost like when they graduate, you graduate. Well, I, I don't know. I think my, 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 uh, I don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but for myself, I think, uh, this will be always an ongoing process. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not cured. I'll never be cured. I, I was, I, I'm, I, I, this thing, well, addiction deals, it's rooted in, in behaviors and thinking. And sometimes, you know, I got to check my thinking and check my behaviors. You know, I'm a, fa- I'm a, I, I'm a father. I was, I'm a father. I'm a grandfather, but I have a 20, 26 year old daughter. I have a 19 year old son. I have a 12 year old daughter. I have a two year old son and I have a six year old son and parenting is is so hard. It's <laughs> Who so are you hard. telling? <laughs> like I was, I let's, let's I'm be honest. I wasn't there for my my older children, but the, the I have the last two living with me now. My my two year old and my six year old, and it's and it's tough. And sometimes I have to check myself on how I, how I uh, 
how I'm raising them, you know, because because you know that that attitude and that stuff doesn't go away all the way. It'll always be there, but I have to uh, check myself. Because uh, let's, let's be like I I don't know if people know, but uh, addiction is more than doing drugs, and 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 drug addiction is more, is it's about uh, our thinking, our behaviors, you know, and 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 even without drugs, even if a person doesn't do drugs or nothing, if they don't fix their behaviors and they don't fix their, fix their thinking, they're gonna have a problem. For, for, for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. It, because it's those same triggers, not, you know, it, it, again, it brings me back because I've been doing a lot of uh, Bible reading. It says, I will go before you and I will clear danger. I will go before you. It's not saying that you're not going to face adversities. You're not going to face danger. He's basically saying, I'm going to clear it before you. So you're not, so nothing is going to harm you as long as you go with the flow. And that's right. And that's why a lot of people, it's, it, that's why addiction is rampant because a lot of people, uh, they face adversity and they give up because that's part of our thinking. That's how we were raised or that's how we grew up. That was, it's learned. And because something happens, it's like, we quit. It's like, oh, you know what? I don't even want to do this. I'm going to just do what was easy for me. Not realizing that uh, drug addiction is hard. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, for me, this, the life I live today compared to the life I was living is easy. Like when I was, when I was using drugs and getting in trouble, it was like lying, cheating, stealing. And it wasn't right with my spirit. My spirit didn't accept that. And that's why I was, uh, that's why I didn't feel good about myself. And like today I'm, I pay bills. I got, a, I bought a house. I don't, I, I have two kids. I, I have all my kids, but I have two kids with me that, that, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's okay. But it's I was a out, calamity that, that calamity almost makes you feel like, am I doing it right? Is it going right? Is there, is there something I'm missing? Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I'm listening and I don't, let me say this. There's not a lot I regret. My life brought me here. Uh, it's it's tough, but uh, I'm 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 happy where I'm at. You know. And and what you're giving back? What what impacts do you hope that your acts give can have on others, or or cause you to help uh, others to be that motivated force to support I, others? I hope I hope my story can help a lot of people. I hope my story will. Um, spark that light bulb i guess you would say i guess that would, it would spark some light bulbs in some people and they hear what i've been through and they say you know what? and even, you know what's funny is that sometimes i'm, I'm in my groups and I'll, I'll tell the guy like i'm crazy if i can do this, you can do this like i am crazy you do not understand how, how much stuff i went through like if i can do this you can do this it's the truth yeah it's the truth like if i can do this uh, anybody can do this you know it's resilience yeah i mean yeah. knowing you personally that's all I, the only word that I see, like I said, if there was a mantra word for your life, it would be resilience because y many would crumble at all of the things that you went through. And here you are giving back to your community, to, to a community that has seen you on your lowest. So you have to show up and it, that's, let, let's not talk about that aspect. You yeah. have to show up every day in a town that you've committed a yeah. lot of these hard crimes. And they're looking at you like, is this dude crazy? Like he's back <laughs> and, and a suit. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that takes a lot of yeah. power. Yeah. Thank God. I got a good sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Thank God. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I don't, I can't, uh, all I can do is continue and I try to help. I mean, if, and I know there's people out there like, like that. Let's be real. Like want, want, probably want to see me uh, fall and see me. Uh, I don't know get upset when I accomplish things, but I'm going to keep accomplishing them. 
Well, not even that. It's just that inner strength that you have to have to be able to stand up, put on your put on your pants, put on your yeah. belt, put on your shirt and your tie now. Your tie, not your bomber and a hoodie to go do something crazy. You're putting on a shirt and a tie and you're getting out your house. You're getting your cup of coffee in your Dallas mug, getting in the car. And you're yeah. driving to Landis Avenue or to, to, to areas that you've committed a lot of bad things. Yeah. And you have to say, my name is John John Rodriguez and I am here and present and nobody's going to take me out of this game. Well, you know, you know it's, it's, it's because of the position I'm in, I'm in. a lot of people uh, reach out to me for help. So I get to do that, too. I got people that I haven't talked to in years and they'll uh, just hit me up out of nowhere and like, John John, I need help. I need to do something. And and there's not one person I turn away. I only I don't even care if I don't even if I don't if we had disagreements or if there's been a problem in the past. I don't even care. I just want to help them. It's peace. It's calamity. It's having harmony now that. And you know what? It's probably the most therapeutic for you now. Where in before it probably you you would have never thought that calamity or harmony would have ever had a place in your life because you were living on the go all the time. And now those things you you want every day. You you. you you choose them every day. Like you don't want anything different. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I never thought I'd be where I'm at, but it's, it was definitely a long ride. <laughs> and a lot of people that you're helping along the way, do you have um, anything special that you do when you have an, a success story? Like, so I'm a labor and delivery nurse and yeah. um, a lot of labor and delivery nurses, every time they have a delivery, they'll yeah. put either a pink or a, a blue, uh, marble in a in a thing to collect all of their success stories. Do you do anything special to collect your success stories? I mean, not really, but I mean, I mean, the the field I'm in is it's just it's a lot of uh, it's anonymous. It's a lot of uh, people not you know I can't really make too much of a show of it. But when I see a person that I helped, I make sure that they know I, I they know I know what they did, and I know they know I know I'm, I'm I love them and I'm happy for them. You know, I I hug everybody I see. Like I I I don't. I, I said this a, long, a while ago. I said, if you see me and, and, and you feel like you don't, you know, yeah, you see a person and, and, and they feel you might feel like they don't want to talk or something. If you see me, hug me. If you see me, be happy to see me. Hug me. You know, I don't care who you are. If you see me, say hi to me. I'm, I want to see hi to everybody. I want to be happy with everybody. I want to be good with everybody. And my people, the people that I've helped, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to uh, be excited for them. Man, I, I'm more excited for some of the accomplishments they make. I get more excited for them. They be like, yo, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I get, but I get happy. I get happy. Like some people get their license back and some people get their families back. Some people uh, um, finish recovery course. Some people uh, get their legal issues resolved. They get uh, what, uh, what, uh, exon the, 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 they got their, they get their record uh, expunged. Dude, those, expunged. Those, yeah. Those things excite me. I get it. I get so happy for that stuff. Like it, 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 it makes me know that I'm, I'm in the right place. What message or inspiration would you share with somebody who you aspire to make a difference, but might feel overwhelmed by their circumstances? Like, what do you tell them? Uh, I, talk, I say a lot. I talk a lot. <laughs> I don't know. My, my mantra is be kind and, and don't use like that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Cause like, we can't for us for for us uh re, for people that are in recovery or, or addicts they they uh if we stop using things happen it's, it's just that plain and simple like if you stop using you going uh, it'll it'll things will change for you like that it's it's a simple it's a simple uh suggestion for but we're complicated people so we will take it and mess it up so 
just we just got to stop using it and and um uh, and things will happen for us we just got to stay in position that's what johnny used to tell me stay in position, stay in position. <laughs> he used to tell me that stay in position stay in position looking I mean, looking forward what what are you planning for the future like what can we see next like you know you have your certification what what's next for you i to be honest, I mean, I'm going to continue my education. I'm going to continue because, you know, it's a it's a uh, substance abuse is perpetual. There's no ending. It's going to always be new uh, theories, new new classes. So I'm going to continue my education. I mean, my my wife always asks about us opening a house, a recovery house, but I'm, I'm not sure if that'll be the plan. But it, it's it's a thought. So just to give back, continue to give back and, and, and be grateful for what God has given me. Hey, you never know. I may hear you on podcast next. <laughs> well, I'm on yours. <laughs> <laughs> how do you hope to inspire us to follow the same path? Um, people that have recovered that you see them, how do you uh, uh, help them or inspire them to give back the same way that, you, that with je- love and generosity, the same way you have given back with love and generosity to others? I think the most important thing for me is to be genuine, is to, to continue to be genuine and continue to do what I'm doing. Because when people see that, it's It's contagious. It's contagious. It just really is. Kindness is contagious. And like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story real quick. If I can't, can I tell you a story real quick? Oh, you can tell a story. So, so kindness is my thing. I like to, I like to try to be kind. My, my son, uh, you know, six year old, he was, he was in the school, new school. He was in, uh, I don't know, kindergarten and he came off the bus one day and, uh, he was like, this kid keeps messing with me. He keeps hitting me. And my wife is a little bit, uh, she's a little bit crazy <laughs> so, she, like, so listen so she was you know like most parents you better hit them back if they hit you you hit them back and he started crying and bawling and I, I, I scooped him up and I threw him in the car and I said let's go for a ride and I got him away from her and I was like what's wrong what, what happened he's like I don't want to fight I said well you don't have to fight not everybody's going to be a fighter you know what I'm saying not everybody's going to be a fighter and 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 one of the things I told him in school is to be a kind, be kind. When a kid, you see a kid, don't not playing with something, play with him. When you know, when you see a kid down, go help him, help him be up. And that day, um, we came back and and we came back and and he was good. He breathed. He was good. And, and I just believe that kindness is a valuable thing. I don't think uh people understand that the world is so crazy and it's and and when when uh I don't know anger and these these other. Uh, bad principles, they're not attractive. And I try to teach my kids that, that, that the valuable things are being kind, having uh, integrity, being honest, being open, being willing. Like those things are important. They're valuable. Being the, the bully or being the, the, the bad kid is not valuable. So that's what I do. I try to be kind to everybody I come in contact with. And I try to be a good person. I try not to lie and try not to cheat. I try not, I don't, I don't do those things, but I just, you know, I, it's a continuous effort not to, uh, not to do those and just be a good person, be honest, be open and be willing to do some things. It's biblical. You know, if I can, if I can share in first Corinthians 13, it says for uh, verse 12, it says, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know every part. Then I shall know fully, even as I fully am known and know these three things remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Yep. That means, you know, God is telling us, yes, you need to have faith. You need to have hope, but you also need to have love and you not only loving yourself, but loving others. He doesn't say specifically all of these are for yourself. He wants it to be spread. And and it's evident in, in all throughout. These are the teachings. And, you know, a lot of us were made in our parents and our parents. We hear stories, you know, 
we we came from the we came from the get down to the get down and yeah. then your stories of our parents I, your mom, how, I personally know and love her. And yeah. the stories about her and your father, who I, I know and love too, yeah. that they had a love story. All of these older generations had a love story. So we only know that they made us with love. That's why we give so much love back. Absolutely. We're never going to be at teacher level. We're always going to be at a student level because this is the this is life. We always have to learn. So we got to bring it back. It's see, I my mantra is see one, teach one. If yep. I learn something, I'm gonna pass it on to someone else. Absolutely, absolutely. I just I'm to be honest. This is about for me bigger big a bigger thing is uh, breaking the cycle. Breaking like, those generational curses. Absolutely. I mean, my father was in prison and. God knows who else, oh, the other people that were in my uh, family that were in prison and jail and did all the, the drug thing and did all that. I need to break the cycle for, for, for those that's coming behind me. Yeah. And the ones that are, and, and the ones that have passed on are definitely rooting for you as, as well as me. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely think that's the true statement. Cause you, yeah, you have a whole squad up there. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do this alone. I no. definitely, I definitely wouldn't. So how, um, how would somebody be able to get a hold of you if they if they did want to help? I mean, I I don't know. I see you doing hotlines and podcasts and and uh, 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 an, an app for people who are in trouble, uh, a nine one one app. But how can somebody get a hold of you? Email if you want to share it uh, for them I mean, to get a hold of you if they have a problem or resources. I mean, I'm 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 I'm. I'm uh, I'm at Maryville in Vaughan, New Jersey. Uh, my extension is five five six. It's six six. Uh, it's eight five six six nine zero one thousand. Extension five five six. Anybody can call me there. I mean, you can have. Uh, my email is uh John John Rodriguez. It's I don't know if you if it would be on the spell. My spelling is J O H N J O N Rodriguez seventy eight at Yahoo. I mean, if somebody needs to talk, if somebody needs something, they definitely can reach out to me. I'll give them whatever I have. Amen. I, I love this. I love this for you. I love that you're able to share your story. And um, I love to have you on again. And I really enjoyed this time. I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. You are definitely an angel on earth, um, helping others that are getting through, especially during the, the holidays, through yeah. times that addiction is at its highest and suicide is at its highest. Your job has to be a lot harder. So God bless you. And God bless the people that you come in contact with. Thank you for having me on. I love you. Thank you for having I me. I love you. Love you. Love you more. All okay. Right. All right. Thank you. Well, Thank you all for listening in and tune in because we got about eight or 10 more stories to go. I just want to personally thank you guys for tuning in again. And thank you for listening to John John's amazing story from what brought him to just a young kid who didn't have not only purpose in his life, but was intimidated by his own self to the man that he is given back and, and serving not only his community, but God. Tune in as we listen to other stories of Earth Angels on our 12 day series.